Hey, Alicia, you know what? What? Trust to me is an enigma. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those words that comes with a lifetime of baggage. Exactly. I seem to know when it's there and also when it's not. It's, well, it's the elusive and invisible thread that binds us together. Absolutely. And when asked what trust is, people often struggle with an actual definition. Instead, they prefer to share examples from their own experience. Because you know what, Nathan? Trust is personal. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. My name is Nathan Freeberg. And I'm Alicia Morris. And today on the podcast, Nathan and I are going to talk about the third and the final concept of our team engagement process, that notion of trust. We'll define what it means, share some questions that can help you identify the level of trust on your team, discuss what happens when you lack trust, and finally share examples of what this looks like in action. But before we get to that, if you'd like to find more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Okay, so just as people see the world through their own lens of strength, they too learn to define trust through the same lens. We naturally seek in others what we understand and value in ourselves. We constantly collect moments, actions, examples, and interactions with one another. Only when we have enough evidence can we cross the relational threshold and commit. Trust is complex. And in some cases, trust comes easily. In others, that intangible thread, that invisible thread that you talked about, the bind is delicate or even defective from the start. Mm. So how do we create an environment where trust is implicit? First, we have to be explicit about what trust means to each of us. All right, Alicia, so what is trust? Well, this isn't as easy to define as the other words like knowledge or purpose. As the final core concept of our team engagement model, trust is vital, absolutely critical to any team that wants to operate out of their strengths. Trust is about knowing that team members are who they say they are and do what they say they will do. So consistency and predictability are hallmarks of any trusting relationship. And when individuals make a deliberate, ongoing effort to understand each other, the team becomes more robust and resilient. So in my experience, teams with a high degree of trust can confidently and courageously maneuver around just about any obstacles that exist, right? I think this is true of any relationships, really, not just a work team. I could not agree more. When we truly know and trust someone, we learn to rely on their strengths, not just to measure them against our own. So with strengths in mind, think of your own team and ask yourself these questions. What do we value in each other? What do we need from each other? Do we have trust? Do we prioritize relational connections? And have we created a trusting team environment that can handle conflict, change, and accountability? And if you didn't get all that, don't worry. There's a link to it in the show notes. Alicia, you know, these days, it seems like we're hearing more and more about the lack of trust on teams with the work that we do. 
What are some of the telltale signs that we can look for when we want to identify when trust is missing? Mm. Teams with a lack of trust are unmistakable. And often many of the issues that emerge fall into similar categories. Let me tell you a little bit about those. Please do. Um, So we've got the category of going rogue. And this is when team members uh, feign commitment but they actually go rogue despite an agreed upon action plan. Uh, this clearly impacts relational accountability. They kind of do their own thing. I think we can all identify someone on our team or perhaps ourselves who mm. has gone rogue a time or two, right? Absolutely. Something else we see when there's a lack of trust is team tension. And this tension between team members, uh, it's just there bubbling under the surface at all times. And it leads to unspoken and unresolved issues. And it's sad when that does pop through. When it bursts, right? I mean, that's really, really harmful. Yeah, it is. But it needs to be taken care of. Uh, Then we see something that I call splinter cells. And these are fractioned portions of the team that follow their own agenda and they form alliances. And it's really about finding a place to belong. But what this does is it creates instability and imbalance on the team. And this can be really hard for a leader to to break, right? I mean, mm. if, if you don't have this core concept of trust, it's almost inevitable that these splinter cells can form because people just want to find one, two, or three people that they, they can actually trust. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's Brene Brown that talks about the idea of common enemy mm. alliance. So um, that's what splinter cells are. And then the final one... Um, You know, I did not know what to call this because (laughs) I just called it special behavior. And this is when the behavior of a team member requires unique management or exception. And it truly detracts from the team's productivity. Things like uh, a negative attitude, a lack of contribution, poor performance, continual self-advocacy, a communication style that is so different from everyone else. Um, And this, this special behavior requires that everybody on the team maneuver around that particular person. Right. And then all of a sudden you're managing this person's lack of whatever you want to call it instead of focusing on your purpose. Going back to last week's episode. And as a leader, when you are uh, doing that and paying so much attention to the special behavior, it erodes the trust with all the other members of the team who are waiting for you to do something or say something. Right. Let's get really practical here, once again, as we like to do. What does this look like in action? Can you describe a team that we've worked with where trust was something that they did really well, that they just had in spades, it was coming out their ears? What does that look like? Well, okay. So at a recent leadership development session, we asked participants to use our team engagement model and identify their most critical issues. So over half of our 50 leaders stated that trust was their biggest concern and that they did not feel equipped to deal with its complexity. They didn't know how to address it. Is that common? Do mm, most fe- people yeah, feel ill-equipped? Yeah, yeah. They felt confident in dealing with the nuts and bolts and the management of their team, so to speak, but they were much less confident in handling the human dynamics and leading their teams. So as consultants, we knew that the expertise for solving these issues existed in the collective experience and that the strengths of the leaders at the table mattered. So 
What we were most unsure of was how to untangle the messes that either these leaders had inherited or unintentionally created. But we did know that they had a deep desire to create an environment of trust. We just felt that they were focused on the wrong things. They wanted answers for what to do. What can we do? Tell us what to do. Give us a plan. How do we do this? What's the first step? And instead, we challenged them to first think about how to be. So we asked them two simple questions. And again, these will be in the show notes if you don't catch them here. We asked them this question. What is trust? And what does trust look like on a team? I like that because there is a simplicity in those answers, yet they leave room for a wide array of voices to contribute that I'm guessing were all over the board. You guessed correctly. Um, (laughs) Their responses were deeply personal, meaningful, and relevant. And in between the anecdotes and the nuances, there were resounding similarities. They realized that to create an environment of trust on the team, they first had to create a common expectation for how to be a member of the team. So we and they came up with 12 B statements to help them build and regain trust. And again, these will be in the show notes, so don't have to write them down now. Mm -hmm. Be honest, be respectful, be convicted, be vulnerable, be compassionate, be supportive, be courageous, be generous, be patient, be grateful, be willing, and be open. There was opportunity within these B statements for every single leader of a team to take these back and have the team decide what did they want to use? How did they want to be? So this really was an allowance, Nathan. It was an allowance for people to be raw and to reflect and to create an unprecedented opportunity for these leaders to find support and connection with each other. They'd been struggling silently with similar issues, and yet their conversations were not tired or negative or cynical. Instead, the dialogue that we opened up stimulated this renewed optimism and ideas for action. They were all yearning to create trust on their team. Yeah, it's amazing how often just bringing in someone from the outside to help facilitate these types of conversations can really help a team do what they maybe already knew that they wanted to do. Leisha, can you share the example we were talking about earlier of the leader who talked about being courageous? Yeah, a a new leader, um, new to the role, identified uh, with the need to be courageous. And for too long, she had tolerated uh, the corrosive behavior of one team member because, one, she had inherited it and just assumed uh, that's the way they did things. But two, she was afraid of his influence and the power on the team. But upon thinking and reflecting and dialoguing with colleagues, she realized that the unintended consequences of ignoring his conduct was that the rest of the team could not trust her leadership. So no matter what she did, people didn't trust her because of one relationship she was ignoring. So she left our session with a plan to hold this colleague accountable for his actions. That's good. Do you know how she did with that? Yeah. uh, The outcome was uh, she did hold uh, that team member accountable. um, And he actually left the team. 
He actually left the team, which is sometimes、uh, the answer. Sometimes the answer,、um, and it was a long-standing team member, and it was difficult.、Uh, but they have emerged on the other side.、Hmm. Mm-hmm. You have another story about someone who is vulnerable.、Uh, oh, this was with a veteran leader. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, that one. Okay.、Um, well, he resonated with the idea that it was necessary at times to be vulnerable. So、uh, through control. He had created dependence,、hmm. so team members looked to him to make every decision, complete every task, and cover all the details.、Uh, he was always the stopgap for the team members. But what he realized was that he was actually creating a one-way flow of expectation, not reciprocal trust. And strengths really helped him to understand that his strength of responsibility was getting in the way. And so, by doing everything for his team, he had inadvertently rendered them helpless. Really, so he left our session with ideas for how he could begin to give away some of the control and create more of a healthy interdependence. I'll call it. I think it's just so important to get started in this process.、Mm-hmm. Even if you think that you've maybe blown your chance at building the team that you really want, just start wherever you're at today. Yep, and strengths have a beautiful way of of starting that conversation. It is important to remember that as a leader,、uh, like you said, Nathan, it's never too late to create an environment of trust on a team. So. Whether the wounds of mistrust are still gaping or they've never fully been healed, it really is up to you to prioritize the ongoing intentional development of relational connections. They matter because without being, there is no real value in doing. And so we want to leave you with this question: How do you begin to create an environment of trust? And mutual accountability. Thanks again, Alicia, and thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. If you would like more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or building a strengths-based environment in your organization, please visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. We would love to help you out. We sure would. And if this is your first podcast you've listened to in this team engagement model series, go back and listen to the first three. They're great. I'm Nathan Freeberg, and I'm Alicia Morris. Thank you for listening.